Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I'm reading to you this morning while we stand to our feet as is our custom in Christ for the reading of the Word of God. From Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Hold the Bible above your head. Hold it up high. This is the word of God. Come on like an army. Not human tradition. Not subject to debate. And definitely not an opinion. He's alive. God said, I believe, and that settles it. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And as I believe today, I can do what he says I can do. Now, if you believe it, set the Bible down and give God a shout of praise and magnify him. Shout, shout. Now you, you can tell it's the direction of the Holy Spirit because today's message title is This is the Way Eight. And, and so you may be seated. I was directed by the Lord um, while I was um, preparing for this supernatural time of um, licensing and ordination and celebration together with the champions um, to talk to you, beginning with something very relative. And very relevant, very related to our walk with God. Firstly, that verse we read is actually talking about the word being with us. How many understand the Bible is progressive revelation? Yeah. 
So the word is now you where? In thy heart and in thy mouth. Well, well, Christ in you, whom the hope of glory, being baptized into Christ, you didn't want put on Christ, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Does that make sense? And so, so a still small voice. Are you listening to me? The inner man of the heart. So all of that is re- relative to illuminating and enlightening the availability of his divine truth and the accessibility of his power. So when we, when we read in Isaiah, but we look at it from the New Testament perspective, it's not a word walking behind us. It's the word. Just like today you're living at a time where many opinions are in the world. And everyone, if you notice, whether you like them or you question them, if they're in a psychological area or psychiatrical area or a political arena or a scientific arena or an educational arena, how many understand those things are important when they're done right? Yes. I'm going to go over here. Yes. How, how many know you got to do something and contribute? Yes. You can't do something and confuse and then one day stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say, you know, uh, you made me a confuser. So, these, these arenas of expertise and professionalism and service to humanity are predominantly to serve humanity and secondarily to be blessed for performing them. Every, every arena, even in, 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 in um, advocacy as a, as a as a lawyer or a, um, in, 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 um, in, um, in court as a judge or whatever the case might be. You can have good ones, you can have bad ones. Are you listening to me? So what's your point, Dr. Harfush? Well, I'm talking about you're living at a time when there's never been as much access to different ways. You don't have... In the same day, you could probably look up a thousand different opinions about one singular word that is in the word of God. In one day, you could find a thousand different ways. This is the ways. Choose whatever you want. And so what happens is the Christian, instead of becoming a servant, subconsciously becomes a consumer. Looking for what they like. Rather than what God. But, but, but let me give you an analogy. Ladies, when you go, ladies, sisters, daughters, wave at me. When you go shopping, you take a friend with you sometimes. Do you put something on and come out and say, what do you think? Why do you ask what do they think unless you're trying to get the opinion about whether your opinion of what you're purchasing is right or wrong? Come on, somebody. So you don't just go get something because you like it. Nobody else likes it. The same way you don't choose a word you like when it's not the word God told you. My God. Glory to God. You're already doing that. You're already. I haven't started yet. So the, the, this is the way 
This is the way, not these are the ways. You, so we li- we're living in a time when, when ex- access to private interpretation of the word of God is all over the place. All over the place. And sometimes it's because of a lack of knowledge of the original foundation of the church and the faith of the apostolic generation and the truth of the living word of God and the reliability of God. Sometimes it's that. But other times, it's conscious compromise by leaders in the Christian community because it's, it's the, the, the consequences of speaking the truth are too much for them to be willing to pay. But my Bible says, persecution arises for the word's sake. And so, so we can see parallels between we who are here. Put your hands on, your, on yourself like that and say me. Me. Here. Here. Now. Now. Shout it. Now. Shout it again. Now. You can see a parallel between that and between Peter, James, and John. On the Mount of Transfiguration. Now this is why I changed what I was going to minister on. Into. This is the way. Eight. On the Mount of Transfiguration or the High Mountain. Listed four times in the Bible. Three times in the Gospels. And then in, in the writings of Peter. Remember, we were with him in the Holy Mount. Have you ever thought about it? We're up with the Lord and he's praying. And he, from the inside, the, 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 who he is, invisibly to the naked eye, becomes visible and applicable to the entire mountain. That from then on it's called the Holy Mount. To the entire mountain. And so he glows like the sun. His clothes shimmer and move as if they're alive. And and in their shimmering white like no white on earth can, can, can whiten them. And he's revealing. He's revealing his eternal being. He's declaring. I'm, I'm not going to terminate in the grave. He, he's 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 doing a whole lot of things all at once. But we who are watching, how many think we're going to benefit from that? I'm going to sell. How many think that's going to sow some kind of hope and faith in your life? So that's where they're at. They didn't know about the death on the cross. And they certainly weren't ready to believe that he rose from the dead. 
And so he changes, he's transformed. And um, I won't inlo- expand on this, but then the cloud comes in and when they entered into the cloud, so all of them did. So Elijah was there and, um, and uh, Moses was there. Isn't that right? And Elijah had gone up in a whirlwind to heaven and, and so on. And now they're there. The law and the prophets are bearing witness to the Lord. And according to our previous FCD training, we see the original Greek and original Aramaic languages. They talk about how extant they spent a long time talking with him regarding his exodus or regarding his, his also passion. So they called his passion or death at the cross. Does that make sense? In the gospels as his exodus. Well, exodus into what? Exodus into what? This is crossing over. Crossing over into what? He, Christ crossed over from being subject to being humanly laid down. To stepping over to being Athanathian. Never dying again. And by doing that, he destroyed the power of death over everybody who believes on him. And you and I who believe on Christ have crossed over from death unto life. From darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. I feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this place. Glory to God. And and so, so what happened... The cloud came and we were slain in the spirit. Isn't that right? Peter and John and James, the, James the martyr, not James the brother of the Lord. Um, slain in the spirit. And um, you know the story. And when we were out of it, we came to our senses, the Lord said. What did the Lord tell us? Go ahead. Don't tell anyone until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. What what is that other than a seed for the resurrection? Faith cometh by hearing. I told you put your hands on your spirit and say, As it was then, so it is now with me. Hear, shout hear, and shout hear one more time like an army. So he, he tells us plainly, do not tell the vision to any man until the Son of Man be risen from the dead. So he sowed the seed of the promise of resurrection before he ever went to the cross. So why was there still a struggle with ordained ministers that were the 12, that were the 70, that were the 500 um, that saw him after he rose? Why did we doubt the women? Why did we wonder if they were speaking things that troubled us when we were already sown with the seed for the resurrection? The reason is humanity must allow God... To water what he planted in your life. Or you'll always live in the realm of hope. Rather to grow to the realm of participation. With the very resurrection life that God has given to you. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That's why you're here. That's why you're not going to stop where you're at. That's why you're going to another level. That's why you're going to run like you've never run. That's why the world is going to 
will try to make this type of Christianity historic, but he's about to be shocked with an invasion of the good news of the gospel, the likes of which no previous generation has ever seen. How many have never heard that before? That part about the seed. See that you tell the vision to no man till the son of man be risen from the dead. And, 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 and Peter, how many think uh, Kephas is ordained? How many think John and James are ordained? And, and, and they're part of a visitation, a move of God. And a move of God with not only the, the only begotten son of God, but with the law and the prophets. As, as the entire living book. You know, if you, if you want to look at it like that, this is a powerful visitation. See, don't let his second coming change you. Let his first coming change you. Let his second coming just go like this because you've been... You've just been allowing what he's paid for, what he's supplied to lift you, to bless you, to help you, to up my God. Thank God for his, his imminent return. He is coming bodily. He is coming in the clouds of glory. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But what he has done 2,000 years ago is here today with reality, with power, with healing. With blessing and with uplifting. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, see that you tell the vision to no man. Until, until the son of man is risen from the dead. You're with him. You're with him. You're with him. No, I don't know him. No, no, you're with him. I could tell from your accent. You got that Galilean accent. Your speech betrays you. No. I don't know him. Three times I don't know him. Because you can be seeded with something that is yet to blossom. Don't discard the seed because there may be a cross ahead of you. Somebody shout. Is that good? We, and we see how that happened. We see how that happened. And we see that the Lord, the Lord did something. Now I'm going to get to the point. As if that's not enough points. I'm going to get to the point. Now. Peter, powerfully in his 
first and second epistle refers um, to to that thing, but he 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 refers to the divine nature, doesn't he? Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these were partakers of the God nature. But then he also refers to we have not uh, spoken cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of the Lord or the power and the presence of the Lord. That word coming, original language is also presence. The power and the presence. Whoo, glory. Hallelujah. How would you act if Jesus was here? coming is the word the power and the presence also because in the coming it's a moving word it's an action word it's not only the coming meaning the bodily return or the first incarnate the incarnation of Christ but also the presence the word is the presence or the welcome the welcome of the Lord so that's a bonus it's a bonus so it's a bonus so he says But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were with him in that holy mountain. Well, isn't it the same apostle Kephas or Peter that stood up on that first message he preached when he said, this is that. And then he continued and he said that the same Jesus that you've crucified, God has raised up and he appeared to us and he ate and drank with us. Openly, but not to everybody, only to those that were chosen by him. Is it not the same Peter that preached that message on the first day of Pentecost? Why did he switch before he was ready to put off this tabernacle and leave and talk about what happened on that mountain? Except it was necessary and he knew if he would have caught a hold of what was happening on that mountain. And the words that Jesus said to him, don't tell this vision to any man until the son of man be risen from the dead. He could have held on to that word knowing the resurrection comes after the crucifixion. So what did the Lord do? He sowed seed. And so he knew the Lord, uh, no no condemnation to uh, Kephas, James, or John. No condemnation. Does that make sense? Did you put hands on yourself? Do it again. And say, as it was then, so it is now. In me. Now. Shout it again. So don't attend one of the men of God's services and leave saying I just don't understand what all he's talking about you're not going to get it from one message but if you let the Lord water what he has sown in your heart 
and multiply the bread that he's feeding you. You will rise up to a level to where no fire, no storm, no flood, no adversary, and no circumstance will will be a pretentious dead end for your life. You busted through. Come on. Come on. Come on. For we were with him in the holy mount when there came a voice from heaven. And then he goes on to talk about that. See, he's he's making reference to the fact that we were in the mountain and we we saw him in prayer manifest who he is in the invis- in what is invisible to the naked eye and we saw it with our eyes and then we saw Elijah and Moses and we all of that is in the text but it's not spelled out and we saw the cloud um, and we saw the, him receive honor and glory from the Father because we heard the voice that came to him from heaven isn't that all in Peter's writing so what he's saying is we saw beforehand who he already is on the inside see the resurrection didn't make Christ who he is the resurrection supplied who he is for you and I Because he's fully God and became fully man. He never stopped being fully God. Are you listening to me? And he never stopped being fully man. So at that transfiguration, he could have continued to remain that way and left. Because the transfiguration didn't make Christ who he is. Neither did the resurrection from the dead. Glory be to God. The resurrection from the dead gave God the legal right to preach the truth to anybody who would believe and save you with the very nature of the Almighty. Lift us up to a level where we're not incarcerated by the laws of this natural realm or limited by the inhibitions of the earthly dimension. Mm. Isn't that powerful? So, so you may be seated now. Now, now the seed also um, elders the seed is this see just because Peter says something we always pick on Peter we shouldn't pick on Peter that much Kephas we shouldn't pick on him that much because actually he dared to say what most of us just think (laughs) the words coming out of my mouth
So what he said is, it's good that we're here. Let's build three tabernacles. Right there. Let's, let's build three churches. So literally, he does not distinguish yet the difference yet between who the permanent Savior is. The Word with you, in you, that made all things. This is the way. Walk ye in it. This is the way. You will win in any age, in any time, during any opposition, during any battle, during any 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 war you will win doing it God's way doing it the word's way doing it with the Lord glory be to God but you see you, you, you mentioned Peter we shouldn't pick on Peter and somebody says well you know I am of Paul you know immediately people think if you're of Peter you must be some kind of a denomination interesting how Jesus chose 12 we have about hundreds of thousands of them and none of them you know should I stop no no he said let's build it's good that we're here let's build three tabernacles let's cover the glory let's cover the glory it's, it's, it's normal for us to put it in an ark it's normal for us to understand what it's like behind a veil. So let's build three. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And it said because he did not know what, he, what he's saying. Well, sure he did not know what he's saying. Jesus didn't come to build three churches. He didn't come to build three churches. Somebody said, well, there's churches all over the world. It's called the church. It's called the church. Glory be to God. There are ministers all over the world. If they're real, they're called the family. They're called the ordained. They're called the redeemed. Glory be to God. Moses didn't deliver me but the word of the living God hallelujah the word of the living God he he came he became he put on humanity he came from divinity eternal into into time and appointment the fullness of time was come God sending his son made of a woman made under the law to deliver them that were... Un- Should I stop? No. No, you got to do better than that. No. Isn't that right? So the, the vision is over. We're coming down. See that you tell the vision to no man until the son of man be risen from the dead. It seems pretty plain. Right? Even in English.
No wonder the first person he appeared to was Peter. You remember, you remember Cleopas and the other disciple that we believe to be Luke? They were walking on the road. You remember that? And it said that Jesus himself drew near to them. And, and they hadn't heard of the vision. And he said to them, he said, what is this communication you're having, this talk you're having while you're walking in the road sad? Lift your right hand up and say, we, we are not the sad church. see they were sad because their teacher they said what are you a stranger here you're you're a stranger in this town that you don't know about these things that have happened what things I'm, I'm on a medal right now you, you mean the news can affect your Christianity what's your headline today he lives he lives Christ Jesus lives today glory 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 see the headline said he was convicted as a criminal. The headline said he was rejected by the, the religious community. The headline said the Romans took him up to Golgotha. The headline said they crucified him and proved he's dead. The headline said he was taken down before the Sabbath was initiated. And the headline said he was put in a grave. So all of a sudden the entire following of the living one that had given us a seed of revelation saying don't preach it till the son of man is risen we forgot that the promise of risen follows uh, uh, the death sentence and we didn't have the entire uh, gold card in order to plug into the teaching that is necessary to take us to another level It's the gold card. It's whatever card it is. You understand? Isn't that, isn't that where we are? So he, he seeds us. Somebody said, well, that's not where I'm at. I'm, no, no, no. Everyone is there. Because as long as my transformation into greater likeness to Christ is still available, then my growth is not finished and I will not park where I'm at. I'm Hebrewing over to the other side. I'm crossing over. I'm so churning. My God. I'm traveling. Hey. I'm going to let the word of God lift me. I'm going to let the word of God help me. I've become 
received it as a garden or as a, as a, as a, as a you know, um, the, you, you know, the, the, you, you are God's husbandry. That's what it means. You're God's field. One plants, another waters. But God gives the increase. So there is no way that 2,000 years ago God gave increase to the church. But 2,000 years later, it got too dark for God to be able to... Come on, get up. Come on, pursue. Come on, overtake. And come on, recover all. Isn't that good? So, so, um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Growing in the things of God is of eternal reward. Anything and everything else is of temporary um, um, nature. But the truth of God's word is of eternal reward and is relevant to everything that we do in this temporary time that we live in. I'm talking about a time when the, the fullness of the manifestation of the redemption of our being is revealed. You catching what I'm saying? So, the, this is the way, the word, the word way. God's way. God's way. Is the way of the word of God. Because none of us has seen the Father at any time. The only begotten of the Father. Who is, it? Who is it? the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father? He hath declared him. So who's our ultimate example? Well, the Lord. Right? But how do we know about the Lord? We know about the Lord also through the sacred scriptures that he entrusted his followers to be inspired by his indwelling and direction. To put on record. As well as entrusted. The writers. From Genesis all the way. Uh, through the writings of the. Um, previous. Scriptures. To write on him. 
That's our way of learning about God. But all of us here have learned it's not enough to know about God. We, we, we were needed to be introduced to him. We needed to become members of him by virtue of the supernatural, miraculous new birth and continual sustenance that he supplies to feed our faith so that we don't discard our experiences as past tense and we become like the three who forgot about the holy mountain because they were facing Golgotha. Are you listening to me? Did you, that's, that's good, right? We, we don't do that. We allow the what? The sustenance of God that is constantly delivering. Are you catching this, Reverend John? The, so he feeds our faith. So, you know, knowing human nature or people. How many know people? Two, three people. How many know people? You know people. I'm going to stop for a minute. You know people over there? How many know people in the church? How many know church people? How many of you are convinced church people are not perfect? Let's talk. Let's talk. I'm not going to ask you to vote for me. I'm already installed eternally into the call of God. God called me. But let's talk because if I can take a little time and drive a point home rather than have us leave with a sermon then you'll, you'll take that point home with you and it'll do some very good um, good for you how many know church people yes. how many how many can say well church people are not perfect How many believe Jesus is perfect? Yes. Let me hear that. Yes. Well, wasn't Jesus church people? <laughs> Who said that? Yes, he was. In the midst of the church, will I sing praises? And, and, and don't look at me like that, my African son. You hear me. You listen to me. When Christ himself was here... Everybody and their mother that didn't follow him found fault with him. So church people will call the head of the church imperfect because they're looking at him through imperfect binoculars. But when the Lord the blindness and the fog out of the eyes of the redeemed and reveals himself for who he is my God my God 
So, so I just had to lead you that way because it's very important to understand that if the Lord, see, here, here's the deal. Here's the excuse that, um, that has crept into theology. Well, God uses imperfect vessels. Okay, well, hold on a minute. God calls those vessels his house. So let's ask God what, his, what is his opinion of his house. Let's find out the opinion of God on who we are. Not the opinion of somebody that would criticize even the head of the church himself. he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness my God he has foreknown us he has predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his dear son and and he has glorified us come on somebody So, so so Do you understand? So now if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. Shout that word. Shout that word. When all unrighteousness is cleansed, what's left? What's left? This is the way. This is the way. So I don't, I don't allow the headlines of termination. Terminal headlines. I'm walking, I'm walking down the road on my way to Emmaus. You're walking down the, up the road or whatever. And then all of a sudden things hit you from every direction. I know I'm not talking to you because you floated in here on a cloud. But you know, there's some people out there that need this message. And, and, and they said to him, and he said to them, what things? They said, you're a stranger. You're out of town today. We'll say, what are, you're not living on earth? Where are you from? What do you mean, what things? I got every genuine right to be worried, concerned, afraid, and planning for, you know, every other alternative except believing the way. Because you know, I go over there and the man of God just talks about the way. He talks about, he, he talks about God. He talks about God being the source. He, he talks about Christ being the helper. He talks about angels supplying and taking care. Uh, I, I, no, no, no. God helps those that help themselves. 
I need to stop till I hear a church that came here to be changed. Should I stop? No, no, what we need to do, we need to allow, we need to allow what the Lord has seeded us with to continue to grow. Does that make sense? And so, so, uh, and they said to him, what things? Uh, He said to them, what things? That's a sense of humor. (laughs) Haven't you heard about what went on in Jerusalem? Are you a stranger to the city? Did you just get here? Don't you know what's going on? Our entire movement is over. The, 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 the head that we thought is the redeemer of Israel and the deliverer of, uh, 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 of, 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 of the, the, the people of the covenant. We thought it was him. We thought he was the Messiah. We thought that was it. We th- you could put in any words you want. But, but now, and, and, and you know, they took him and they crucified him. And he's dead. And besides all that, we wouldn't even be as bugged or as bothered or as sad had it not been for the women. of the women to go minister to the to the body of the Lord with the ointment and all of that continued and so besides all this um, some women of our company trouble us (laughs) saying that they have seen you know stuff and the Lord said you fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have said and he 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 opened to them the scriptures and beginning in Moses and all the prophets began to disclose to us on the road hallelujah the things pertaining to himself and while he's there Jesus himself right there preaching the sermon we still don't see perfection and we still don't celebrate resurrection but we know something is burning on the inside so while he's trying to leave we grab him and say we're not going to let you go come on in and eat with us and when he takes the bread and blesses it and he breaks it then our eyes recognize he's alive he's alive he's alive this is the way the way is we see beyond our natural eyes the way is we hear beyond our natural hearing the way is we understand the burning on the inside of us because camaraderie with the king is never broken by adversity of the enemy camaraderie with the king is never broken by the adversity of the enemy you're never alone you're never betrayed you're never defeated you're not downcast you're never down and out you're more than a conqueror I'm gonna stop till I hear a shout
camaraderie with the king is never broken by the adversity of the enemy. You're never alone. You can't be defeated. You cannot fail if your faith is beyond what your eyes can see and beyond what your ears can hear. Your faith is founded upon the very word of God. This is the way. This is the way eight. This is the way resurrection. This is the way new beginning. This is the way. you call this a lesson or it's just a prophetic word <laughs> and, and so so we 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 our eyes were open we knew him and he vanished and we were like forget spending the night here so we got up and we ran to Jerusalem isn't that right and when we got there we had news right hey the Lord appeared to us they said we know he appeared to Kephas or Peter first Oh, he appeared to Peter. He already appeared to Peter. News is already out. Sadness has been put behind you. Joy has come. The headlines, the headlines can't hide it. History can't bury it. Science cannot deny it. Agnosticism cannot refute it. Atheism cannot do away with God. He is alive. Is there a champion in this house today? So good to see all you beautiful, familiar faces. I thank God for you always. The Son of Man is risen from the dead. Now, remember when I said, How many of you know church people? How many of you still know church people? Now, let me hear your voice. There is no way that the apostles and, and, and the apostolic generation, 500 eyewitnesses, <laughs> would have allowed Kephas to have such a unharassed New Testament position had he not had enough on them. So, so they couldn't come to him and say, well, you know, you denied the Lord three times. He said, you want me to start listing what you did? <laughs> well, you were on the mountain and you didn't tell us till now. And, and you still doubted that he rose from the dead. No, Peter looked at the, uh, at, 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 at the 11, at the other 10, rather the 11th guy was already answering to someone else and uh, and he said most of what I said were things that you were too cowardly to ask 
and you came to me and told me to ask the Lord. And I spoke it out loud, and, and you know, that's what happened. That's what happened. Most of the time, people that wanted to ask the Lord something, they pushed on Peter. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? She came to Jesus. She touched the hem of his garment. And then it it said, and Peter and those that were with him. So Peter is the one that spoke up and said, everybody's touching you and you're saying you're touching me. Because there there was church people. Church people will make you say things. If you don't believe me, attend one of the wonderful sessions when I ask people, how many of you have questions here? And people are like, right? It's like, they don't want to ask questions. And then, we, then they go outside and say, I had a question about this, but I didn't want to ask it in front of everybody else. And I don't blame you. As if anybody knows church people. I know church people. I have known church people. And I have known world people. And you know what? I'll take church people over world people anytime. Somebody shout yes. Okay, please be seated for a moment and lift this mantle of the prophet on me. I've stepped on so many toes. We're going to have an ordination line and a prayer line. It's like, if I had a word of knowledge right now, how many of you need healing in your feet? There'll be like multitudes. just touching on ordination now this is the way so for for literally uh, the entirety of God's dealing with man and I'll, I'll shorten it and he blessed them he made them male and female and he blessed them and he said be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and, and I believe that he blessed them and that blessing was through the laying on of hands how do I know that well, because we, we cannot get into Holy Scripture without seeing the patriarchs blessing their next generation through the prophetic word and the laying on of hands. So this could not have been a concoction or an invention of the human race. This was initiated by the Lord. Are you listening? <clears throat> of course, we know he formed man out of the ground. And we know he put deep sleep on man. We know he took out of the man... Um, um, the woman and he called them both Adam does that make sense <clears throat> so we know that so then we go through the line we, we see um, Moses Moses is ministering and he's ministering to the nation of God and he's wearing himself out Moses, Mo, Moses father-in-law says no you can't do that <clears throat> you can't do that you're going to wear yourself out and then what, what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to minister to people all the people personally. 
This is why the Lord enables us to trust in you receiving. Do you see what I mean? And then flowing in the grace that he's given you so that you can multiply and bring to the kingdom of God and to the service of the Lord many more that would want to be like you and like your leadership. Like your Lord, most importantly, right? And, And so Moses chose 70 and then he laid hands on them and through that the spirit that was on Moses an impartation came on the same how many of you know that's the Bible wave at me if you know that's the Bible and so 70 received that impartation not to be Moses or to be as Moses in rank but to have the ability to transmit uh, service and help and ministry to the people of God so Throughout the, um, the passing of time, there were ways with which the Lord um, um, imparted or ordained or called. Some of them were, were sovereign, some of them were different. But then we see the relationship identified. Like when you talk about Elisha and you say who poured hands or water on the hands of Elijah. What does that mean? That means that he served him by washing his hands and, of course, drying his hands. So wouldn't that be physical contact? So now when you see that and you go past that to the point where Elijah goes up, the mantle that is on Elijah, which was actually what Elijah utilized by the direction of God to demonstrate God's power. The coat didn't have the power. God had the power. Isn't that right? But it was the coat of the prophet. So that personal contact um, came to Elisha. And then Elisha could utilize that. The same is true with reference to who you affiliate with also as your leadership in, in the form of impartation. And we know that that's the truth from the writings of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. So if, if I can take you to First Timothy, please, and chapter 4. And I won't preach uh, uh, let's go to chapter 1 first <clears throat> and uh, verse 17 first Timothy 17 now unto the king eternal immortal invisible the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever amen this charge I commit unto thee that word charge is the word command This commandment I give to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So we're talking here about um, spiritual warfare. Does that make sense? So now we have the written word of God, right? And we have... The uh, ministered word of God in doctrine, in revelation, in prophecy, and in knowledge. Isn't that right? And those streams also, we have the prophecies that are not only the word of God according to the, the, the text we have. But they're not Bible quotes, but they're biblical. So we talked yesterday about that which is uh, scriptural or biblical. 
So how do you, how do you judge the word of God? So it says let, let, let the prophets speak and let those, those that stand by that are prophets judge. Well, if I asked you that question, you're going to answer, you judge by the Bible. How many, how many know that? That's how you're going to answer. The problem is when that was written, that we didn't have the New Testament. So we had to judge by the words that the Lord himself taught the disciples and the words the very apostles themselves lived and the doctrine that the very way introduced because there was a period of 10 and 20 and 30 and 35 years after Christ ascended when it was vocal articulation of the very doctrine of the word of God. Does that make sense? So I couldn't stand by in, in Corinth because I couldn't stand by in Corinth and read enough to be able to judge if what the prophet is prophesying is scriptural. I had to know what is scriptural because I've, I've, I'm a student of the scripture himself. Now I know, I know this is a little confusing to people, but it's good. It's good. If you're confused at this, I'm, I've got the good patient. I'm just going to stay right there. I'm going to stay right there. Well, if you don't show me chapter and verse, I won't believe it. If we had that attitude after the ascension of Christ, we would have never had neither a chapter nor a verse. Neither a chapter nor a verse. If you don't give me a chapter and a verse, I won't believe it. Somebody said, well, Dr. Fush, no, you got to believe every word in the Bible and all that. Yeah, I, you got to believe it. But how? You got a million and one interpretations about what the Bible is saying. How are you going to judge anything unless you're connected to the way, the truth, and the life? Now, my God does not live in yesterday, and my God does not retire until tomorrow. He's present right now. He's alive right now. He's speaking right now. He's ministering right now. He'll help you right now. He'll answer you right now. He'll bless you right now. And he'll reveal to you right now the things of the word of God. I have to stop. I have to, I have to deal with this. Let the others judge. Are you listening to me? How are we supposed to judge? It says, the, 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 the apostle John said it very clearly. He said, test the spirits. See if they're of God. Because many false teachers and prophets have gone into the world. Any spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh. What does that mean? Grab the prophet and say, do you believe the almighty ever living word of God became man. Died on the cross and rose again on the third day. And poured out his almighty holy spirit. Or do you believe that he rose spiritually or left the body somewhere? What do you believe? If they don't believe in the death, burial and resurrection, they're a false he's alive he lives in you and his spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're sons of God notice his spirit bears witness with 
our spirit that we're sons of God. Well, surely he's going to reveal it to me. Where am I going to go when he reveals it to me? Thank God I can go to the word of God now. I go to the word of God and there's some revelations like the God man that I didn't preach for three and a half years until I went through the entirety of the New Testament and validated that what God showed me is the unadulterated apostolic gospel that they preached in the first century. So don't talk to me about reading the Bible. Dig into the word of God until he lives so alive in you that the very permeation of your cells become radiating with the power of the living God. Now I'm talking to somebody out there. Well, you know you haven't even read the Bible. That's because you don't know the Bible. I've been quoting it all morning. You don't know the Bible. Dust that thing off. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Do me like the Lord. Do me like Jesus. He filled me with the Word of God. He told me to preach on. He filled me with the Word of God and told me to preach on. He filled me with the Word. He told me to teach on. He is my friend revival is in my soul from the north the south the east and the west uh, there's a revival thank God there's a revival thank God there's a revival in our soul And by the way, the man of God is not obligated to give you the chapter and the verse. The word of God says, study. Uh, You find your own uh, chapter. And even in the second century or the third century, when we had not only the, the, the Torah and the prophets, but we had the entire New Testament. How many believe that the New Testament is the first century uh, spirit, living word, living word? When did you think we started putting chapters and verses on the, on the, on the scrolls, Mr. Scholar? So you mean we're having church meeting? See, see I like this because our, our meetings could get longer this way. And, and so when unbelievers came, we're like, please don't let them prophesy because there's going to be people judging. And you know what it means. Uh, no chapter, no verse. You know, 
wheel out a big scroll and, and, and they're going to start looking around and it's going to take hours till they judge what the prophets are saying. See, if we go your way, we'd still right now be having a first century church meeting, which we are. Isn't that true? Yes. So chapters came in later and verses came in later. Thank God for them. It helps us to study easier. We have no excuse, do we? Amen. And so, I love you. So I, 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 I charge you that you with the, with the prophecies that went before on you, you might with them wage a good warfare. This is the first epistle of Paul to Timothy. And he refers Timothy to an ordination service and prophecies that were articulated by the directive and the inspiration of the Almighty Holy Spirit over him, over Timothy. And he says, don't throw that away. Do you see it? Remember when I was there earlier and he said, see that you tell the vision to no man till the Son of Man be risen from the dead? Don't throw that away. It's, this, it's the seed of, of faith that with that, you could say, God said that to me. The, 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 the Lord bears witness of that truth. The, 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 the church bears witness to that truth. The, the apostolic generation bears witness to that truth. And so I'm not going to throw that away. I'm going to believe that. I'm not going to let go of the holy mountain because I'm facing a Golgotha. I'm not, I'm not going to let go of the holy mountain. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning the faith, have made shipwreck. All right. Let's pray for the shipwreck, folks, please. No, I'm serious. Pray in tongues for the shipwreck. All over the world, there are challenges facing um, individuals. And uh, you're more than a conqueror, but you may emotionally or mentally or doctrinally or thoughtfully think that you're alone, you're hurt, you're betrayed, um, whatever. And um, it's not time for you to remain shipwrecked or crashed on the shores of, of being stalled in your walk with God and forget about the calling of God. It's time for us to take the word that the Lord said today. But rise up and pursue, overtake, and recover all. So we're with you. You're not alone. The Lord is with you. You're not alone. The Lord is with you. You're not alone. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And please look with me at the 13th verse of the, of the, um, the same epistle, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Till I come, give attendance to reading and exhortation, to doctrine, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Put, put your right hand on yourself and shout, in me, really loud. Synchronize. One more time. Neglect not the gift of God that is in you. So that means that there is something we do 
to, um, to affirm the um, help of the, the gift of God. Christ in us, which was given to thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Okay, so there was a gift or an increase. Do you see what I mean? That Paul is making reference to in sacred scripture that took place at a date and time when the presbytery or the bishopric got together with the apostle Paul and declared over Timothy words that are spirit inspired and then laid hands on him. And now Paul writes him in, in the Holy Bible. Does that make sense? And he reminds him of an event that took place that we don't see in the book of Acts or in the rest of the, the New Testament. We, we see it made reference to right here. Is anybody learning anything? Yes. Anybody learning anything? Yes. Just want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. It was given you by how? By prophecy. So what does that mean? The inspired declarations of God. Through a human vessel that he has consecrated. Is an agent of communication. That imparts to the receiving party. Something that we should not ignore. That's what the Bible says. And this is why the only answer some critics have to this is, well, you know, until this happened until John died. And then when John died, all of the prophecy was done away with because we have the Bible now. Well, if you have the Bible now, where is the gift of God that is in you? Somebody said, well, I don't need the gift of God that's in me to be spoken to me by an anointed vessel and, and given to me by ordination because I could read it right out of the Bible. Well, if that was the case, then every human being that's a Christian that read the Bible would get the same doctrine out of the Bible. Sons and daughters, how many of you know that you're hearing here today the truth? Go ahead and shout. Thank God for the word of the living God. We cherish the truth. We cherish the fact that he saw fit to give us the truth and reveal to us the truth in written form. But we also understand his family and the transmission of generational blessings. And we understand that that stirring up that gift that is in us is very important. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly, completely to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Do you you see that? So now external appearance of internal giftings. Isn't that good? So that, that, that only lifts up, that only lifts up a novice. But when we continue in the Lord and we grow and we become mature in the Lord, um, there's no danger. And even if we're a novice and we stay plugged in, we're not lifted with pride and we don't fall into the condemnation of the devil. Because we have people that when we come out of that dressing room, they say, "Uh uh-uh, go back in there, it's not it. 
Remember where we were? Amen. We took somebody shopping with us. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Hit someone say the doctrine. The way. The way. <laughs> the way. The way. Continue in them. Continue in them. In the gift that is in you. And in the doctrine. For in doing this. Thou shalt both save thyself. And them that hear thee. Amen. I'm going to read Second Timothy one and and and, um, and five. That way we could hit both sides of the uh, the uh, both sides of the. Uh, the, the church opinion those that say we don't read the Bible and those that are going to say we read the Bible too much <laughs> we hit both sides amen when I call to remembrance chapter 1 verse 5 when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Therefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. Hit someone and say the Bible, the Bible is telling us, telling us to, stir to stir up the gift in us. Is that chapter and verse enough for you? <laughs> which is in thee. Stir up the gift of God which is in thee. By the putting on of my hands. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop for a minute. I'm going to meddle. How many know church folks? How many have heard church folks are not perfect? Yes. How many believe Jesus is perfect? Yes. How many believe church folks didn't believe Jesus is perfect? Yes. Well, I don't need no man to lay their hands on me. <laughs> I just want the Lord to lay. But what about that? Here, here it is in the Bible. But the, that was the Apostle Paul. <laughs> Hold up. You mean, you mean Saul of Tarsus? Who stood there and was glad 
at the martyrdom of the first martyr of the church? You mean the Pharisee of Pharisees who went all the way to Damascus to rip up households of Christians and kill us and destroy us and would have never listened to their own conscience had the light of glory did not interrupt his journey and call him to be a servant of the Lord. You mean you have made out of an ex-murderer someone who's worthy of laying hands on you and disputed God's ability to perpetuate his importation? Come on, come on. So someone said, well, well, you know Dr. Harfush just thinks he's the Apostle Paul. No, I'm Dr. Harfush. I'm not the Apostle Paul. I'm Dr. Harfush. But I believe what the Apostle Paul was allowed to write by the inspiration of the Almighty Holy Ghost. Paul didn't save me. Peter didn't save me. John didn't save me. The Lord has saved me. And it's very important to understand. You, 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 you know... Somebody said, well, I don't need anybody to lay hands on me. Well, I don't need to lay hands on you either. (laughs) It's just the bottom line. Well, I just don't believe that you got anything to give. Well, I don't believe you got anything God has for you. It's not a cheap gospel. Whosoever will can come and drink. Glory be to God. But when we are gathering in a day of licensing and ordination, we've got to understand there's more than holy own and more than natural hands coming upon us. The almighty hand of the Spirit of God is going to take our, our calling and gifting to another measure in God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Do you have a moment? Sit down for a minute. Did you get anything out of that? See, do you notice people do that? But that was the Apostle Paul, right? Okay. They also do that with this. But that was the Apostle Paul talking to Timothy. All right, well, let's follow that logic. First Timothy, second Timothy. He's talking to Timothy. First Corinthians, second Corinthians. He's talking to the Corinthians. Galatians, Colossians, Ephesians is talking to those folks. Romans is talking to the church of Rome. Hebrews is talking to the Hebrews. Just follow the logic. You follow the logic. Why are you telling me to read the Bible and show you chapter and verse? 
None of it is talking to you anyway. If none of it is talking to you, why am I supposed to do the study to give you something that you already have an argument against? The Bible is unapplicable to you, but he speaks to us today. Because what he says unto one, he says unto all, glory be to God. clear. It was in your grandmother, it was in your mother, and it's in you also, showing that this is a cross-generational transmission of the blessings, hallelujah, that will continue to the end of time. Glory. Hallelujah. So, so the, the uh, you're going to keep on your feet? You're going to stay on your feet? Somebody said it's more effort sitting down standing up. I'm going to just <laughs> sit on my feet. You, you go to Dr. Harfush's meetings and you lose 10 pounds. Isn't that true, though? See, we look at that and we say, well, that's just a, it's just talking to Timothy. And it is, it is, but it's showing Timothy how to utilize what he's received so his profiting would appear to all. So then, the, then he would, along with the others, like Titus, would appoint um, bishops, um, presbyters also, and then deacons, which are ministers. And impart to them in the same way out of what they have. And so this perpetual, uh, this is the way of the church. The imposition of hands and the selection of men and women that are qualified and willing and desirous to grow in the Lord. Has been in our history from the inception of the uh, church um, in the upper room till now. Does that make sense? And so sure, he's talking to Timothy, but he's given him how his profiting may appear to all. And in, in this case, the church at Ephesus could see its leader and see him understand that he has not been given the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, and, and go, uh, go on that way. If we go overboard on saying, well, he was just talking to the Romans, we, sh- we should know. He's talking to the Romans. We should know. I know. The conditions they were living in. We should know certain things Paul wrote that had to do with, with the regions that were pagan and or uh, dress code and all of that. That did not apply to the Holy Land. How many understand? I'm talking? We should know those things. Does that make sense? But if, if someone manages to go through the entire sacred canon and take out every available supernatural blessed provision out and just leave us with nothing but a book to read, then we're living in theory 
and waiting forward for the Lord to interrupt the broken world that we live in. Because I don't think anybody here thinks that this world is perfect. Or the system is just, you know, perfect. Does that make sense? Did I go too long? Therefore, I put you in remembrance that thou stir the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Notice the word us. So this is, this is inclusive of the whole church. Be not thou there, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord nor of me his prisoner. Now you notice how there's a connection and a unity between the Lord and his messengers and their sons in the faith. But be thou partaker of the afflictions. Isn't that a great word? Say it, th- say it three times. You get filled Yeah, it's a great word, afflictions of the gospel. In other words, you know, don't really get just struck when certain things are persecution for the word's sake. (laughs) You don't bail out on the word. You walk through the afflictions. And they afflict thee not. They afflict thee not. You you take the afflict out of the shins. Take the violence out of the fire. You put the muzzle on the lions. You you, you put the flight armies of aliens. Mm. You rise up. You pursue, you overtake, and you recover all. That's your word for today. That's your word for today. Be, 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 be. Not a be, be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according. To the power of God. According to the power of God. So. So here he tells him. Three things. And I won't read anymore. But he tells him. Neglect not. The gift that's in you. Forget not. The gift that's in you. And stir up. The gift that is in you. And uh, we know. That. that the that, And all three references are made. To a certain gift he received. Not in just mere salvation. Or I should say the greatest thing is salvation. But in ordination. How many understand? Presbytery is there. The laying on of hands is there. And there is an increase or an addition. That is administered through prophecy. And through the laying on of hands. Amen. How many of us believe that 
edification, exhortation, and comfort is a necessary or are necessary, necessary <laughs> for the church. Yes. So prophecy or the gift of prophecy, aside from the office of the prophet, the gift of prophecy, which we've actually been in that dimension and revelation all morning, been in revelation and prophecy. And uh, I know it sounds like we've been preaching, and we have, because revelation and prophecy are pre can be put into preaching. It's inspired utterance. But it's for the purpose of edification, exhortation, and what? Comfort. Does that make sense? Those things were never pulled back by God and done away with by the Lord. Because no Christian can be a real, genuine, victorious, happy Christian without the constant administrations of the Holy Spirit to edify, exhort, and comfort. Hallelujah. Well, if you believe that today is your day of victory, and today is an opportunity to pursue, overtake, and recover all, jump up and give God the greatest shout of praise. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouch Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.